Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Happy Throwback Thursday. Happy Throwback Thursday, everybody. It's Kevin David Thomas. And it's Rob Birthday Boy Schneider. It's Rob's birthday today, everybody, as we, we record this. We are recording on my birthday today. Happy birthday today. to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Robert. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Can I tell you a dream that I had? Ooh, I had a dream. <laughs> the cow came into my bed. <laughs> said, Move over. Move over, Rose. <laughs> I'm tired. Um, my name is Robert. It is. And I am turning 35 today. Are you real? So I was going to ask you, but I didn't know if that was I'm gauche. turning 35. No, and let me Aww. tell you the dream that I had. I swear to you, this is a real dream. <laughs> I dreamt that I came into my apartment and the original <laughs> cast of company was there <laughs> saying, happy birthday, Robert, because Robert is <laughs> right. also celebrating his 35th birthday. Oh, my goodness. And it was great. It was great. And Hal Prince was in the corner directing oh. and pushing people like your favorite thing. Oh, like in that uh, like yes. that video of the rehearsal yeah. from the 20-year the reunion. And was Stritch there? Stritch was oh, there. Stritchy. She was she was in the corner trying to figure out how to make an arced cross. Oh, okay. I thought she was taking her insulin um, levels and <laughs> when they were that. singing "Happy but Birthday," but that was to happening. Me. No, during the quietest moment, that's when she would have been <laughs> rustling through her bag and and, and checking. I her love those levels. stories so so much. Uh, what are you gonna do for your birthday? Oh, sp- oh, you know, wow, what a great question. Well, I've been my brother's in town, uh-huh. so we've been seeing actually a lot of theater together, which is really nice. Love it. He's a movie guy. Mm-hmm. He's a huge movie fan. So the way we've worked out this trip this time is the first half of the week we went to an Ingmar Bergman film festival. <laughs> At Film Forum. That's amazing. Have you ever seen a Bergman film? Oh, you know, I wanted to ask you, did you see Smiles of a Summer Night, which A Little Night Music is based on? Do you know? No, because I I had a hard time finding it. uh, Really? Yeah, no, I had a really hard time finding it. Okay. And still have not. No, I'm I'm ashamed to say I've not done my research. Well, it's playing at Film Forum if you're interested. So if you don't know, Bergman was a very famous Swedish director. But my brother and I have gone every single day, it seems, at 2 o'clock at Film Forum in this cold, dark weather, locked in a room for 94 minutes hearing Swedish people 
people cry about their lives. You're like literally the youngest people in that room. Probably we, we literally are the youngest people. And you're using your movie room. pass thing. You're, you're <laughs> no film form doesn't take movie pass. Oh. But I want to do a plug for film form. It, I didn't know this. It's an entirely tax deductible organization. It's a non for profit. Oh, film form in New York City on Houston Street is all about celebrating the art of cinema. Wow. And so it's totally tax deductible. Well, that's great. So huge Bergman festival. But literally, my whole life has just been like. <laughs> which means I am sad. Why doesn't this life end? So that's how I celebrated so my birthday. I was going to ask you what what makes a, a Bergmar, uh, Ingmar Bergman film so like what's the token you know quality? Very depressing, very oh, morose. Okay. Really, I mean, it re- not unless people out there disagree with me. Mm. Optimism is not really a word. <laughs> <laughs> runs through okay. a lot of his right, a lot like, of his films. like a winter time in the north yes, yes uh, black just, and white yeah. swedish people talking very quietly about how sad their lives are but probably visually beautiful maybe yeah no visually stunning yeah. he had an amazing cinematographer named sven nykvist mm. uh, which is my old equity name <laughs> uh <laughs> Sven? I love a good Sven. When you say Sven, I think of Rose's brother. Oh. Isn't her brother's name oh, Sven? The Golden Girls? Yes. yes. That's the only Sven, Sven. I know. Sven. Same actor. Same actor. Do I remember, Kevin? You, my fun fact about me is that I can name any Golden Girls episode from the first two lines of yeah, dialogue. Like, I, I can, read that on our little post. I, that really got I can me. tell you. This is when they go into the Murder Mystery Weekend. <laughs> I love the Murder Mystery Weekend That's episode. one of my favorites, too. This is condoms, Rose. Right. Condoms. <laughs> right now, my mom's like, get back on topic. Sorry. Get back on yes. topic. Sorry, Mrs. No, Thomas. Okay. We're back on. So anyway, so and then I took my brother to see... Oh, you know what we saw this yeah, week? Yeah, what? We went down to New Group, and we saw Jerry Springer, the opera. Which I, I remember seeing it in Carnegie Hall many years ago. Okay. Uh, you know, do you remember it, who played Jerry Springer in that? Uh, no. I couldn't remember it, for I, the I life do, of me. I feel like they were a British actor who was... Could not remember for the I, life I of me. I can't remember if it was the original guy. Mm. I want to say it was. The original guy was David... Oh, shoot. I want to say David Loud. He was the guy from Starsky and Hutch. I could be totally wrong. Wow. But anyway. Okay. So, so How was it? It's really interesting. This show has had such an... I was debating about whether or not I should make it a favorite thing or not. Mm. Um, I just want to dance. Yeah, you know it, right? I just want Mama, give me slap on the dance. asshole. And you're like, what? You're like, oh my gosh. Because literally, listeners, if you've never listened yes. to Jerry Springer the Opera, they literally are swearing and cursing, but like... In a very operatic sense, it's it is it is it is accessible opera, but it is definitely heightened singing. You know what I absolutely, and I think the cast, the London cast recording is available on iTunes. Oh, it is. I have. Um, yeah. Before, if you are in New York City or you're going to be in New York, you should go check out the new group's production of it, um, directed by the great John Rando, who I think oh. is directing. Everything on Broadway I love right John now. Rando, He's yeah. got so many new projects coming yep. in. It's ridiculous. We should get him on the show. Mm-hmm. He would be Actually, fantastic to talk yeah. to. Um, stars Terrence Mann as Jerry mm-hmm. Springer uh, and Will Swenson. Yeah, not Will Swenson <laughs> um, uh, as as the character of the devil. So here's the premise for our listeners. And Jill Pace, my old oh, friend Jill, you're, you're, who is amazing. Yeah, what they're having these actors do on stage is absolutely incredible to really? me. So for our listeners who are unaware. Jerry Springer, the opera, as Kevin is saying, is an entirely sung through piece of musical theater. The only character who speaks and never sings, ironically, is Jerry Springer. Right. So the first act is you are watching a Jerry Springer show. And you meet a couple who's having an affair with a transsexual. You're meeting a couple that is... Diapers. Someone's in diapers. One, one guy's fetish is that he wants to be a baby. And he literally sings a song called Mama, Give Me Slap on the Asshole. <laughs> 
And anytime the a stripper, guest, there's a oh, there's a stripper. There's a girl. There, anytime the crowd gets shocked, they sing. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fucking fuck? And, but like so li- operatic. Oh, it was yeah. very yeah. operatic. At the end of Act One, Jerry Springer gets shot. Right. And Act Two is his journey into hell, uh, where the devil makes him have a, a show where it's it's uh, Jerry Springer hosting the devil and Jesus Christ in right. a final debate. And the KKK is involved. And the KKK is um, in there. And I, I, since this is a little, you could say it's kind of political. It's kind of timely, so isn't it? I, th- this, I want to know if our listeners have ever had any of these experiences because I had this. I saw this show in London in 2004. Yeah. Um, it got started this tiny little black box theater. The National Theater, Nicholas Heitner picked it up. Mm-hmm. They took it to the National, then they took it to the West End. It was a huge hit in London. We went to see it. I was in college and I saw it and I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, this is so incredibly offensive, so incredibly stupid. It's a Saturday Night Live sketch that goes on for way too long. And I'm like, no, you're making all Americans sound dumb. And anytime anyone was a loser on stage, they celebrated the fact that they were a loser. I'm like, you're making Americans seem so obnoxious. That was your first impression of it when you saw it in London. In the age that we are currently living in, I did not realize how prophetic this show was. Yeah. Wow. That bullying and celebrations of making fun of people because they're, they're different or yeah. because they have different lifestyles, I did not realize how prophetic the show was going to be. Wow. So I now went in with a totally different look, and I must admit that I was incorrect in my first assessment. So I'm wondering if any of our... A little older, a little wiser. A little also, older. You know what I mean? Wiser. Like when you're 20, then you're going to see something, and you're 35, going to see something. But I forgot... You know, I think what I didn't realize watching it the first time is that those characters are based on real people mm-hmm. and those people have the right to vote. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh, yes. I know we don't like to get too political on this podcast. No, no, I can't help it, though, but these days. I did not realize how accurate the show was 12 years ago. Yeah. Wow. years ago, yeah. So um, I would suggest go on down to the new group. Go take a look at Jerry Springer and the Opera. Your friend Jill Pace, who's... I love her. She's yeah. great. She plays a girl who has a fetish of being dressed like a baby as well. Oh my gosh! It's very dark. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's very cynical. Um, it's not for everybody's taste. My matinee audience was filled with old white haired people. Oh, they were laughing harder than anybody. Okay, all right. So then. I th- it's it's it, like I said, go see it. Jerry Springer the opera produced at the New Group. Will Swenson, Terrence Mann, who's brilliant. I love Terrence nice Mann. Nice to see Terrence Mann back on stage. Oh, I want to get him on this podcast because I think he would be yeah. so cool to talk to. And Will Swenson is so funny. Yeah. I forgot how funny he is. Right? Do you know what I mean? He's oh, always a yeah. sexy leading man. I was like, my God, you're funny. No, I remember in Hair, he was so out there and yeah. even sexy, but he was so quirky and Absolutely. Wild. Yeah. So don't, if, you, if you can listen to the cast recording, great. But if you can get to New York City and see it, see it. There's talk about moving it to Broadway. I don't know. I kind of okay. like the intimacy of it. So anyway, that's Jerry Springer, the opera. Take a listen. Not my favorite thing. Just wanted Just, to promote it. I love it. Yes. Speaking of favorite. Oh, what a segue, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. What a transition. You know, just trying to, you know. Move us along. No, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. Speaking of favorite things. Favorite thing. I'm excited. What's yours? Mine's a favorite thing that, you know, everyone... Well, I feel like we joke about this every week, but I, I literally now have to look up the things that I want to be my favorite thing because it happens that a quarter of the time it's already been a favorite thing. <laughs> and this one was one that I was surprised I, had, I actually had not had as a favorite thing. You always say that you feel like we're going to run out 
I really don't think no. we are. <laughs> we don't, because then I'll just say, oh, no, I'll look for this, and then I yeah. find something else. But I definitely did have two or three that I went through thinking they were favorite things that we had never touched, and they were favorite things. Uh, this one is uh, a new one. Um, it is a, I'm going to celebrate this as a cast album, but I also want to celebrate the show. But you never see second album of this composer. This comp- is this Adam Gettle? This is definitely Adam Okay, Gettle. it's Adam yeah. Gettle. Adam Gettle, who is the grandson of the great Richard Rogers and the son of Mary Rogers, who wrote The Mad Show and um, Once Upon a Mattress, of course, um, and are famous for her friendship with Stephen Sondheim. And Adam Gettle, um, you know, is a composer in his own right and a writer. And I... Uh, is a stunning writer. And f- the crazy thing is he hasn't put out that much stuff for us to listen to. No. I know that he's got a bunch of shows in the works right now. And uh, I'm, a friend of mine was in a workshop of one and said it was amazing. I cannot wait to hear more of his stuff. He did Light in the Piazza. He did Floyd Collins. And he did my... What, what you was say? he associated with the Princess Bride musical? He, remember after Light in the Piazza, he and Craig Lucas were going to do the Princess Bride yeah. musical. And I think that they got done with that. I don't know. I think Alfred Ruby was on it as well. And then uh, something happened. I don't know the drama. Well, maybe we'll get the inside scoop mm-hmm. someday. Uh, and it, it didn't work out. So it didn't happen. Um, and I... I I, I remember at the time hearing about why, but I, I it escapes me now. But we can have a chat about that because I mean, <laughs> if anybody could have been writing Princess Bride, it's Adam Gettle. Um, oh God, yes. You know, and but we have not seen anything since Light in the Piazza in two thousand five. Do you remember what it was like watching Light in the Piazza for oh, the first time? Oh my gosh, I really was like, is this real? Is this real life? Is this music real life? I could, I still to this day cannot comprehend how he could write that, how he could write Floyd Collins. Floyd Collins to me, that score, that's been a favorite thing. It is yes. stunning to me. It is, it is no matter how many times I listen to it, I cannot believe that this man created it, that, that Richard Rogers created a palette that we is, was unheard of in its day. So my favorite thing is myths and hymns. Myths and hymns. Myths and hymns, which he started in the eighties. Um, it, it's a, it, it, and then it became a concert that the public did um, uh, um, in nineteen ninety eight around then. Mm. Um, and I think um, it, 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 we have the cast album that came from yes. it with Audra McDonald and Adam Gettle himself singing on it. Billy Porter singing some tunes. And Audra McDonald was a big supporter of his in the beginning. Major. In fact, if you remember, one of my favorite things yes. I was going to do, which I forgot I did, was the Way Back <laughs> to Paradise, which is her album, uh, her first album in ninety eight, which she sang a whole bunch of his songs on that album. In fact, that was the album that was introducing, if you can remember back in the old days of the 90s, um, we had never really heard of Jason Robert Brown, Michael John Lacusa, Ricky Ian Gordon, and Adam Gettle. And she introduced us to these people on this album, which was like epic, epic. Um, So Myths and Hymns is this uh, recording of this songs from this concert. um, And I... They are songs of, you, you could tell that he wrote it in his 30s. There's that whole Saturn Returns is like when you're 28 to 32 years, there's something about the Saturn going away and then it comes back again. It's kind of like, I think people connect it to like, you know, getting over the age of 33. You know how so many people die at 33, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, that is something about that, speaking yeah. to the birthday boy. Um, <laughs> but um, but that there is, I think that that this piece was connected to that in some way. Basically, the idea was that it was about the search for self. Mm. Um, and it was done through different biblical texts and mythology. So Icarus is in there, Pegasus is in there, rolling the Sisyphus, oh. rolling the rock up the hill, I've... and it rolls back down again. And Mandy Patinkin's on the album. Um, and so each little song is its own vignette, and yet it, each song is so incredibly complex and written with such um, such a palette that I I really have not heard in some time, that no one writes the way he does. I have never listened to Myths and Hymns. 
Are you kidding me? I'm serious. It's it's Are in my eye. Serious? It's in my iTunes. I've never listened oh to it. Oh my gosh. You've got to it's got to be done. You have to, it's just it's so powerful. It's like talking about Jerry Springer, you know, it's operatic in in a sense. It's almost an art song cycle in a way because mm. the singing on it is is so heightened. Um, and so, and yet it is theatrical. I mean, it is, it, it is drama. I mean, there's little mini, mini scenes, you know, with Pegasus and the fly and Audra's buzz, 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 buzzing all around and it's silly, but it really is effective and taken as a whole is a great journey to listen to as an album. Tina Landau, who did SpongeBob SquarePants. Yes. She was the one who heralded this, this, uh, concert originally. I had no idea. I haven't. I've never listened to Got it. Got to. Um, songs to really standouts for yeah. me. Um, Adam Gettle, who was a boy soprano for the Metropolitan Opera and as a child, he was in the chorus. Amazing. Was, yeah, yeah. He was like legit singer guy. And then as a, his voice now is this syrupy, smooth, gorgeous sound. So he sings this song called Hero and Leander based on that myth. Of, What's it called? Hero and Leander. Hero and Where Leander's swimming through the ocean to get to Hero, the woman, and and um, and um crossing the waves and then drowns on, on his way to be with his love. Oh, I don't um, know a lot about mythology. Oh, yeah. I really don't. It's, it's great. And you get this sense of all, but these songs are... Are human in in, mm. in their in their nature. Um, Saturn returns the song about c- going away and coming back again, finding yourself. He sings that. It's incredibly moving. I know that one. Uh, Teresa McCarthy sings "Migratory V," which is this. Uh, just the me- is the melody is something you think. How did this guy write this melody? How is this? How is this music that I've never heard before? Billy <laughs> Porter sings "Awaiting You," this almost gospel uh, soul song. It's great. I'm, now, I'm going to ask you a really stupid question. I'm assuming a lot of these songs, because they're art songs, cannot be fashioned into an audition cut or... I, his, I will say that as a piano player, yes. his music is so is so hard to play. Yeah. It's not impossible. I mean, like I can play Light in the Piazza is great and I, I wouldn't trust bringing Beauty Is into an audition because I don't know if someone... You would or you play. wouldn't. I would not. Mm. It's it, 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 Unless the piano player is a really solid one and most are. I mean, most are, but I wouldn't risk it. But the songs are complex. They're, in Migratory V, you could bring in. I know people who have sung that. Um, but they are so specific to this mythology that I think sometimes they're hard to remove uh, from the context. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, but it's um oh, I'm gonna listen to it you today. Really, it's, you really it's a really great listen and it's some and not to mention it's some of the greatest singing you're gonna hear on a mm. cast album. It, it, people I mean Audra, a young Audra, you know, at mm. her peak really, or like pre peak to be honest. She's always peaking. I mean Do you know what I mean? She's always at her peak. I'm such an Audra fan, it's not even funny. So yeah, so my favorite thing is uh, Myths and Hymns, the cast album. That's Give it a listen, everybody. Amazing. Yeah. I'm gonna listen. Yay. Well I'm gonna listen and report back to you and tell you what oh, I, I can't think. wait. God, I remember lighting the piazza though. Oh my God, oh, that I was still, stunning. It revo- was revolutionary to me. That's why I cannot wait for him to give us more to hear. I just cannot wait for him to give us more. Why? Why does it take so long for the work to come out? That have, sounds so I horrible. Have hypotheticals, but you know what I'm and I wouldn't want to impose them. But I would. I imagine that if. If you, uh, I don't know, I, he's very busy teaching. I think he does a lot of teaching. He likes teaching, you know. And I think that he, to be honest, he doesn't have to work. He doesn't have to work. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, you're he wants from to, a great line of, yeah, he of wants a to, family that, you know, there's a legacy there. And then I think he can work when he wants to work. Um, and if it, he, and he teaches a lot and he helps people, he helps singers. And he's, uh, I think he's got other things going on that maybe composing isn't like his 24-hour-a-day thing like it is for others. But, Interesting. But, oh. I, but boy, man, that talent, that... What his so voice good. is so special. When yeah. I heard he was doing the Princess Bride thing, I was like, this is perfect. Right? And now I'm like, where is it? I want I'm it sure so bad. I'm sure someone knows that inside story. So what's your favorite thing? 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rob? Oh, my favorite thing. Well, I want to go old school. Yay! And I always... Oh, this makes me so sad, Kevin. These, always, these always make me so sad. Because, you know... Kevin and I love, you know, preserving the stories of people who have been in the industry for, right. you know, 30 plus years. Right. Um, and we had somebody that was on our list for quite a while. And a couple of months ago, I finally got her phone number. You did? Oh, yeah. Didn't I tell you? No. Kay Ballard gave me her phone number. I didn't know that. And I called her and I left a message and she didn't call back. Um, but I have our, our friends were saying, oh, my God, she, she wants to do it. We just need to arrange a time for you to do it in no. person. And unfortunately, she passed away last week. And this is the great Tony Award winning actress, Nanette, Nanette Fabre. Nanette Fabre, who lived to be 97 years old. You guys. The Nanette Fabre. I mean, the old school, the, this, this guard is the ones that make me the saddest. I did not know that we had reached out to her. That yeah, like makes my heart so sad because it's like, I mean, well, yes, her story was captured and you can read articles, but man, oh. there's a, so a couple of things. One, we, I mean, we would love to have sat down and just talked to her about this this incredible Broadway career she had. First of all, she got started in vaudeville. She was a vaudeville performer. Vaudeville, vaudeville. Right? Sorry, vaudeville. <laughs> I'll do it with my vaudeville voice. Um, <laughs> It would have been great to have just sat down and talked to her about that experience. Um, but unfortunately, we're not going to have the chance to. Luckily, the Museum of Television and Radio did a very long sit-down interview with her about 10 or 15 years ago. Okay. And that interview is online. It's on YouTube. It mostly focuses on her television work. Okay. But either way, but thank goodness, happy there. to have her. Okay. So Nanette Fabre, for those of you who don't know, was um, a, a pretty big musical theater star in the golden age of musical comedy. Um, so she got started doing... Uh, the show by Jupiter, which is one we haven't talked about, right? But that would be, I think, Rogers that'd be interesting. Hart. Yeah, well, by Jupiter, my dear public, Jackpot, Bloomer Girl, mm-hmm. Arms and the Girl, Arms and the Girl, Make a Wish, and my personal favorite, Ooh. which we've talked about, it was a favorite thing at one point. High button shoes. Oh, of course. And if you want, you can get. Papa, a, won't you dance, dance with me? me. Oh, dance, dance with me, please, dance, dance with me. me. Dun, dun, and dun. thank God for that 1971 Tony Awards because they preserve Nanette Fabre. Singing, Papa, won't you dance with oh, me? Um, and she and she's 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 brilliant. A couple of little fun facts about her. Uh, was, oh, I should finish up with her her show credits first. She also did Make a Wish. She won a Tony Award uh, for Love Life, the Kurt Vile oh, Alan yes. J. Lerner musical. Um, and then she received a Tony Award nomination for one of my favorite shows that we've talked about in the past, Mr. President, oh. Irving Berlin's Mr. President. She was the miss, she was the the Mrs. first lady, yeah, first lady. Great song called They All Love Me. Yes. 
uh, from that, where she sings about all the experiences that she's had going around the world. Kind of she like, was a great comedian. Yeah. She was just funny. First of all, she was a great dramatic actress. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on. But her comedy style was incredible. And thank God a lot of her comedy on television was preserved because Sid Caesar picked her up and they did a, um she she was on her sh- she was on his show I think for 3 years um and was so brilliant one of the things I think we're going to we'll post it for you she does a pantomime with Sid Caesar it's just called argument to beethoven's fifth they play beethoven's fifth and they pantomime a verbal argument between a husband and wife using the melody and the orchestration of the music and it is so genius. That's funny. She also doesn't get enough credit for something, and I want to make sure it's mentioned right now. She, when she was younger, she thought she was stupid. Oh. She thought she was dumb. She wasn't, she felt she wasn't as smart as other kids. And finally she went to an acting teacher, and the acting teacher said, You're very intelligent. It's a hearing problem. Get your hearing tested. She got her hearing tested and realized she was deaf. What? And as she went on in life, her hearing became worse and worse. And the worse the hearing got, the stronger advocate she became for deaf people. Oh, really? She was very instrumental in being a voice for those individuals that were afflicted with deafness. Well, now that's she was, um If you notice in a lot of her performances, she reads lips. So you watch it on television, but she read lips. So if you watch her in TV shows or you watch her, she's looking at other people wow. to, to get the cue lines and all that. Yeah. Um, so she was absolutely incredible for that. One of the most beautiful things we should post it as well, and it makes me tear up a little yeah. bit thinking of it. She was on the Carol Burnett show, and she sang and signed Over the Rainbow. Really? One of the first people to do that on television, to show that there was a whole community out there right, that right. shouldn't be ostracized uh, because of the lack of hearing. So she was she was a, a huge proponent and an activist as well, and we forget that about her. Um, the spelling of her name, which I really like, this is a fun story. Um, originally, the spelling was F-A-B-A-R-E-S, uh, and she changed it to F-A-B-R-A-Y, mm-hmm. Y, because Ed Sullivan introduced her once at a huge event, and uh, said, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Nanette Fair Faberas. Faberas? Faberas. And she's like, I'm not having that nope. again. So she changed her name. Um, <laughs> she was on a television show, which I'm kind of obsessed with. I've never seen the show, but listen to the title. Yes, Yes, Nanette. Really? Was it called No, No, yes, Nanette? Yes, Yes, Nanette. Yes, Yes, Nanette. <laughs> I was very lucky. I got to see her last performance. It was in a show called The Damsel Dialogues in 2007 in You're Los Angeles. Me. It was the worst show I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Please, no offense to anybody that was involved Nanette? with it. Oh, I saw goodness. it. It was one of the worst shows I've ever seen in my life. It was a musical that felt like a piece from the 1960s about um, feminism, but it was written by two guys, right. directed by a guy. Oh, great. Good. Um, great. That's and great. it was literally women coming in complaining that like it was hard to get like a manicure. Um, and Real like, housewives. Yeah, it, it was. It was just. I was like, this is. You're, this is very dated. Mm. But she was the narrator in it. That's nice. And she was. Excuse me. She was the best part of it. <laughs> um, so no you offense to anyone. Live. I mean, I saw. I got to see that in February live, and I Shoot. wish. I wish we had gotten that phone number earlier. I wish we could have contacted yeah. her earlier. Man. Um, the Bandwagon. She's also in the movie The Bandwagon. Mm-hmm. She sings the song Triplets. Um, Wasn't she in the Golden? <laughs> it was non sequitur. Wasn't she in the Golden Girls episode? No. 
I don't think Nanette February was ever in the Golden Take that Girls. Out. She was in One Day at a Time. Okay. And she got that nose. I yes. For the nose. Yes. The Nanette February nose. Okay. And I'm going to throw out a little piece of her great dramatic work. Oh. That's going to go campy. Forgive me. Okay. It's really moving, though. She was in an episode of the television show Maud, which starred B. Arthur of and Rue McClanahan. Yeah. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. B. Arthur is going to her high school reunion, and she's so excited because her best friend is going to be there, played by Nanette Fabre. And the best friend had a stroke. Oh. And so Nanette Fabre comes in, and she has a stroke. But what she's trying to show people is to say, even though I have a stroke and I'm paralyzed, I'm still the same person inside. Jeez. I'm still funny. I can still make fun of myself. I can still be self-deprecating. So because of that performance... It inspired a lot of people that had strokes or people that knew people that had strokes not to treat them any differently the same way she did to the deaf community. So she wasn't just a great golden age actress. She was also an activist as well. An advocate for And I don't and I don't I don't know if that gets the credit that it deserves. I'm glad we did. So Unfortunately, we were not able to talk to her. Luckily, the Museum of Television and Radio did. Wow. So take a look at uh, my favorite thing this week is Nanette Fabre. Listen to something of hers. Oh, my God. Mr. President. so much out there. And we'll post clips. We will post clips. And yours was? Myths and Hymns by Adam Gettle. and Hymns. All right. Till next time. Bye, everybody. I'm 35. Yay. Happy birthday, Rob. Happy birthday, Robert. (laughs) Miss. Bobby. Miss. What'd Bob. you get? You can take years back. <laughs> that stretch. Yeah. Nice. I like her. Don't I don't like him. I'll cross <laughs> around. I'll cross around. Down. Uh no, Erlene, uh down and out. Down. I'll go where I want to go. Maybe I should go down and out. <laughs> don't give it to me. Um, during being alive, someone is, is filling up an insulin needle. Who uh, is that? We hear a beeping sound going on. It's the literally the most important part of the entire I show. I got a test. Uh, I got a test. Elaine, could you just wait a little later? No. <laughs> Can we sing from Goldilocks? Elaine, could you, Elaine, could you please put your clothes back on? <laughs> Elaine, please. Could you just who used to talk back into on? her? Always seeing her naked. Me. Oh. <laughs> Me. She'd be like, oh, Kevin, I love that Karen Morrow mixed CD you gave me. Who is that singing I Had a Ball? Karen Morrow. Oh, I love her. She's great. Lane, could you um, could you put on your shirt now? No. She's proud. Let her be proud. I'd be oh, proud. Man. She always had a picture of her and JFK on her um, nightstand oh. because she, they, he took her on a date once. Well, um, she didn't sleep with him, right? Wasn't no, that the that's thing the thing. The yeah, she told me the story. Like, I think that didn't make it in her show, but yeah, because she he wanted to come up and you know, and she's like, if you want anything other than eggs, then you're not coming up. And he's like, bye. <laughs> well, at least they were open and honest you know? about what hey, they wanted, and I you, appreciate Elaine. that. <laughs> I'm gonna go celebrate my 35th. Bye. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings These are a few of my favorite things These are a few of my favorite things Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There is enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. 